Are you looking to wager on all the big events in sports? Well, boy, do I have great, great news for you. Bet Online, our partners, they're getting it done, and it's the continued source for all your sports wagering needs, including live betting in your favorite Vegas casino and poker games. Hey, get the updated odds on the NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, Major League Baseball World Series winner, and heck of a lot more, plus fights and even next season's NFL futures. Vegas casino and poker games, it's all there. Horse racing season, you name it, with Bet Online. Hey, it's super easy to get started, so head on over to the website or use your mobile device to join and use our promo code BELIEVE, that's B L E A V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online where the game starts. Before sunrise, Burn Dairy and Deli is preparing to fuel your day with hot coffee, donuts, muffins, breakfast sandwiches, and other morning staples. For lunch, grab a giant deli sandwich made the way you like it. Pizza, wings, wraps, or a fresh salad. Plus, something to wash it down. Then pick up dinner or a sweet treat and other pantry essentials. Now you can get your Burn Dairy and Deli favorites delivered with DoorDash. All day, every day, you can count on Burn Dairy and Deli. It's all good. Make a splash this May with a new spa from MyHotTub.com. Choose from over 50 spas in stock, new inventory weekly, and prices slashed to move fast. What's keeping you from your new spa? The answer is nothing. Visit their huge showroom in Destiny, USA, and ask about their many financing options for credit-qualified buyers. Treat yourself with a new spa from MyHotTub.com. Don't just take our word for it. See for yourself at Destiny, USA. Hurry, these spas won't last. What's going on, everybody? Paul Bissonette here from the Spit and Chicklets podcast and now the TNT broadcast. I just want to give everybody a shout out and make sure you tune in to the ML Sports Platter. The ML Sports Platter, back with you all over the major platforms. Download, subscribe, leave feedback, and a five-star review. Hey, the last couple of weeks, we've been setting record numbers, record download listens to the show, so keep on keeping on, and uh, you know, share, retweet, whatever you can do to get the show out there, and of course, those five-star reviews and the feedback is immensely important, as well as the subscriptions and follows, depending on your smartphone device. For example, if you have an Apple iPhone, Just go find your podcast button or go to the App Store if you can't get it right away and just type in podcasts and then search ML Sports Platter and then hit follow or subscribe depending on what kind of phone you have and uh, you'll be able to get new and archived episodes of the platform on a regular basis. We are brought to you by Burn Dairy. Make sure you go if you're in and around Central New York. Participating locations at Burn Dairy, the hot and cold food for lunch and dinner. And oh, by the way, those luscious donuts and chocolate milk on your way into work. And don't forget to gas up your vehicle as well at Burn Dairy, a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. Tip of the cap, thank you as well to Carvel North Syracuse, MyHotTub.com, and Bowers & Company CPAs. Let's bring them in. Major League Baseball insider and writer, MLB.com, MLB Network uh, contributor, and he's also the author of A Fan's Guide to Baseball Analytics. Make sure you go get that as well. Online where books are sold. He's uh, my good buddy, Anthony Castrovitz, on Twitter, at Castrovitz. Castro, welcome aboard, bud. Mike, it's great to be back, man. How you been? I'm good. I'm good. How much is Aaron Judge going to get paid in the future? <laughs> you know, I was one of the many who thought uh, 
really? You're turning down that number at age 30? That seems a little Me too. risky, and, and it yeah. might still prove to be risky. Who knows? But um, he's obviously uh, picked a good year to have a, a great year, you know? Uh, he's a great player. We've seen that. But obviously staying healthy has sometimes been a challenge. And you just don't know how a player like that's going to be valued um, in free agency at, at that age. And But, hey, we saw, you know, I look at Marcus Simeon's contract. You know, that was another guy that, um, you know, he took the one-year deal uh, going into 2021 and had this incredible year and was able to, to bank big money off of that at age 31. So, you know, I don't put it past Judge to end up beating that number. I. I was one of the many skeptical ones, but as of today, it's, it's hard not to think that he made the right decision. I was skeptical as well, and I thought at the time he should have taken it. And I'm not necessarily changing that thought, and, and here's why. I think you have to look at both sides, don't you? I mean, now he's playing great. It's like, oh, look at this is the Aaron Judge we know when he's healthy. He's an all-around player. He hits for power and contact, and he's got a great arm. He can run the bases, right? He's he, he, he's a really good fielder. Um you know, he's worth X amount in war. He's the face of the franchise. He's got the judges' chambers. They make money off of him. I get all that. But but it, if you give just because Aaron Judge is going to have a really great 2022, if you give him 350 to $400 million or north of that for 10 years, Anthony, we still can't equate what the ages are going to be like between 33, well, 33, 34 is just a few years away, but 35 to 40. I mean, I... People are thinking like, oh, well, you got to pay him now. You got to pay him as much as he wants. Do you? Because these people aren't also, you know, putting into the conversation age 35 and up. Yeah, definitely. At, you know, oh, and by the way, at a, his at his size. Yeah, no, no doubt. And there's not, there's just not historical counts for a player of his size having the kind of career he's had. And that makes some people skittish. Uh, obviously, it hasn't prevented him from doing big things, huge things, uh, this far in his career. But it also... You know, maybe that's, that's been part of the injury bug that he's dealt with. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm a pretty risk-averse person as it is. So you hand me a nine-figure contract with two at the front of it, I'm pretty happy. Um, and you look at, you know, look at what Jose, Jose Ramirez took a clear, uh, you know, hometown discount to stay in Cleveland. But he's been, you know, every bit the player he judge has been in, in terms of just total impact, total value, if not better. And, uh, you know, his, his contract is, is was dwarfed by what the Yankees, by what uh, Judge turned down from the Yankees. Um, so it's a big risk on his part, um, and should he eclipse uh, that offer from the Yankees in free agency, it'll be a big risk on the part of whatever team signs the dotted line. But as we've seen in baseball many times in the past, all it takes is one owner, you know, one one aggressive, ambitious owner, and, and maybe that owner's in New York, and, and maybe that owner is not necessarily uh, the owner of the New York Yankees, maybe the New York Mets. Yeah, that that could be a, a case there too. I mean, obviously, we've heard some things about the West Coast with. You know, yeah. ties to home, which to me means nothing. I I always laugh at people who say, "Well, he's from there, so he's and these guys have private they have private jets. They live in luxury. You know how it goes." Um, yeah. I want to get into two teams, and and as a baseball diehard and and somebody who's now what thirty seven years into watching the game, I guess twenty years into covering the game to a certain extent, two teams that really bother me that they're not good. The Reds and the Orioles, these are trademark franchises, man. I mean, the Reds, Big Red Machine, oldest franchise in, in the bigs, right? All the names that we know of from Pete Rose to Joe Morgan and everybody in between. And then you got Baltimore, beautiful ballpark, unbelievable fan base just like Cincinnati. Ripken and Murray and Jim Palmer and Brooks Robinson and everybody in between. When are these teams not going to be in a rebuild? It is absolutely 
horrible, in my opinion, for baseball that these two teams are this far down. Yeah, those are, you know, especially if you, you know, if you grew up in the 70s, it's hard to associate. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't obviously go with the picture. Uh, we, we had the Reds and Orioles in the 1970s, but um, and even of, of recent vintage. You know, you always had a really nice run under Buck Showalter uh, in the mid-2010s, and, and the Reds uh, – so the Reds are less egregious to me in this conversation just because okay. they really did spend, you know, they, they did what you're supposed to do in locking up their, their homegrown, uh, you know, cornerstone and Joey Votto. And they, they spent some money in recent years and got just no return for it. No return on that investment. They made the playoffs once in the last few years. And that was in the shortened 2020 season. And they were out of that two days and didn't score a run in Atlanta. And just, you know, they just didn't play to their capability in, in recent seasons. Uh, and, and they, you know, obviously made some cost-cutting, clear cost-cutting uh, trades this offseason, but I don't know that they would have been much better off as a team had they kept the guys they traded away because when you look at that, that club, I mean, it's, there's some just obvious holes in their system in general. So um, so that one, you know, they're just kind of at the start of this uh, rebuild process, really, uh, whereas the Orioles this has obviously gone on quite a while, and, you know, at some point you want to see them in a corner and maybe this year we're starting to see that you know they they have developed some pitching there we've we've seen that uh at the big league level this season um and you know it's got to start there for them to have some quality pitching in that brutal division but um you know they just you know they haven't did it for a long time the orioles did not do well internationally they really didn't do anything internationally for for a period there and that really is going to hinder you long term as a franchise and you know fans of course unfortunately have uh felt that in the last few years this came up on my show a few times with, with a few guests uh, about a month ago um, during Jackie Robinson Day and, and the 75th anniversary and all that. Um, and I'm currently reading the new book, uh, the new bio there by Costi Kennedy, and I had him on, and it came up big time in there. What a book that is, uh, by the way. Um, do you think baseball is doing enough for Jackie Robinson? Is Jackie Robinson Day enough? I mean, is there enough for the guy who changed everything? You know, I, I would venture towards saying yes. And I, I say that um, acknowledging that there was a time where there was just simply not enough done. Um, and to me, it's, it's not about wearing, it's not just about wearing Jackie Robinson's number on Jackie Robinson Day, um, which obviously, you know, they've done now since uh, 1997, I believe. Uh, and this year's Jackie Robinson Day was, was pretty ambitious. They had this big event in Times Square and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, all that all that paraphernalia, basically. But where you really where you do a better job honoring Jackie's legacy is trying to grow the game uh, in the black community uh, at a grassroots level. And that's where the league has done, I think, a much better job in recent years. Um, from as low as just the play ball thing where, you know, you try to just get, the, get a bat and ball in the hands of little kids, you know, just, just have them experience the game uh, to, to more, you know, formal stuff um, like the Hank Aaron Invitational uh, the, the Dream Series um, for both, both baseball and softball. Um, you know, they have got, got a lot of great programs that have actually turned out a lot of great athletes. And you're starting, if you look at the recent uh, amateur drafts um, and, and the population of black players in that has, has really increased a lot in recent years. You haven't seen it at the big league level yet. You know, the percentage of the big league level has been pretty static, if not um, if not reduced in the last couple of years, um, you know, by a small measure. But I, I think that's where it has to happen. It has to happen organically from below uh, to where you know, just, just athletes choose baseball at a young age, you know, and, and or just not even choose baseball, but just get involved with baseball to begin with. Um, and then maybe at some point they have that choice in front of them, you know, to, to 
follow that, you know, professional pursuit. So, so again, I think if you look at the minor league level, it shows more than at the major league level right now. Um, but that's, that's the way it has to be done. Anthony Kastrovitz, our guest here on the ML Sports Platter, MLB.com, and MLB Network uh, contributor covering Major League Baseball on Twitter, at Kastrovitz. Make sure you go online where books are sold and pick up his book as well called A Fan's Guide to Baseball Analytics. Okay, Anthony, game on the line. Who do you want pitching, Albert Pujols or Yadi Molina? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I'll go with Yadi. Yeah. Um, you know, his, his arm's just in a better, better state. They're, they're both at this advanced age, but, um, you know, Yachty's got the catcher's arm, so I'm, I'm going to take him. I think he'll give you a little more length. He's a Hall of Famer, right? You know, I think so, and I get, I, don't get me wrong, I, I get the debate. Um, catcher value has always been really difficult to, to put a number on, yeah. um, and we are a very numbers-oriented business, and the Hall of Fame is a very numbers-oriented enterprise, but um, I mean, you can't tell me that that guy did not represent that position in his era. That's what I'm all about when it comes to Hall of Fame. Is, is, you know, it, it's hard to compare everybody to Babe Ruth and to, uh, you know, Johnny Bench in this case. Um, you know, there's only <laughs> I, you could have a really small Hall of Fame if you start, you know, getting too deep in the woods with that. But for me, it's it's, it's just about comparing guys across their era or thinking about a guy in the context of his era. And you know, was he did he represent that position? <clears throat> Can you tell the story of baseball in his era at that position without including him? Yeah, I mean, Yadi Molina had a major, major impact on this game um, in, in terms of the success of the Cardinals. Um, you know, his, his numbers are good for a catcher, but I, I think it's, and, then, and really, um, I think probably his biggest impact is the opponent's running game. If you look at that, you know, he, he really shuts down the opponent's running game and, and, and changes the way teams approach playing the Cardinals. So, um, you know, they've had some great pitching staff. That's a compliment to him. So, um, again, not all of this can come through on a stat page, unfortunately, uh, and and that's why I do understand uh, that there will be voters who just can't get there uh, with Yadi Molina. But for me, I think he's in. Okay, Miguel Cabrera. How how would you describe his unbelievable career? I mean, this is one of the greatest right-handed hitters of all time. It's just that simple. Um, you know, I I'm based in Cleveland, and I think half of his career hits were here in Cleveland. It feels <laughs> that way, at least. <laughs> So I've, I've typically seen him at his best, but my goodness, I mean, just just a savant when it comes to hitting. I've had some great conversations with him about how he approaches at best and, and learned a lot from him. And, and he gives me such a respect for, you mentioned I write this book, A Fan's Guide to Baseball Analytics, and, and in there it explains why RBI is, is uh, it could be kind of a junky stat, but that doesn't mean there isn't such a thing as, you know, being a run producer. Uh, being a guy who does step up in those moments, and he's done that time and again in his career. Um, he, he just, what I love about him the most is how he sets up opposing pitchers to where you know he will he will take a strike on purpose uh, to make to make the pitcher feel like he got away with something, um, and you know hoping to get that pitch again. He'll he'll do that sort of thing. So he's just kind of on another level uh, when it comes to that cat and mouse game between uh, you know hitter and pitcher. He's had a really nice season too. You know, Tigers aren't, but but for him and his age. You know, his ability at this stage, he's not going to, you know, we know he's not going to hit 30, 40 home runs, but, um, but he still shows that hit tool, man. And, and it's just great to see. Uh, you hope he can go out, you know, graciously, I guess, in his career um, and, and not totally fade away. Um, but it's, it's definitely a Hall of Fame career. And, and like I said, he's on the very short list of, of great right-handed hitters we've ever seen. No, he's just been 3,000 hits, 500 home runs. We know how short that list is, and, and he's on yeah. there, and he's just been terrific. I got two quick ones for you. I'll let you run. The Angels. 
Otani, Trout, so far, knock on wood, they're healthy and they're absolutely crushing it. How important yeah. is it for those two guys to get into the postseason this specific year? Yeah, it would be great. And and then you start to think about the conversations we can have about how to use Otani. You know, what's the best way to deploy Otani in a postseason series? Pitch him every day. Pitch him every day. And just seeing and just seeing Mike yeah. Mike there, you know, Mike Trout there in general. Sure. Um, yeah, that would be great. They, they finally have the makings of a good pitching staff. Will it hold up? I, I'm not totally sure at this moment. You know, there's a lot of innings to cover, and it's a difficult season. Um, you know, the last couple of years are pretty, pretty wonky in terms of pitcher injuries. Um, but, you know, they might have to go out and get more help. Who knows? But, uh, yeah, it's great to see them relevant in this conversation at this stage. Give me your biggest shocker in the American League on any level and your biggest shocker in the, in the, the National League, uh, you know, for any reason, any level. Oh, man. You know, to me, uh, a lot of the standings, you know, a lot of it is, is basically in line with what I would have thought. But I would be, you know, remiss if I didn't say that the Yankees surprised me that, you know, they got that far out front that quickly um, in a really difficult division. Um, and, and, you know, part of that is the Red Sox really had a, a difficult start. And, you know, the, the Blue Jays just aren't scoring the way we anticipated. So that's kind of a surprise within a surprise. But, you know, I, I, I didn't necessarily see that. And then obviously... And also there, I mean, the, the fact that the White Sox uh, got off to that bad of a start, they did. The you know, injuries played a part in that. Yeah. Um, in the National League, um, oh, boy, I'd have to say probably just that the, the Mets got that far in front of the Braves. Hmm. Um, I, I think and I still think it could be a very good race. Um, but the Braves are just you – know, we see this a lot with defending champs, so it's, I guess it's not totally shocking from that perspective. But um, I, I just thought they played better as, as a ball club. Um, in the first couple of months, and it's it's really looked a lot like last year. The only difference is it's not the whole entire rest of the division doing the same thing. <laughs> last year they had all this, they had the luxury of, of a slow start amidst a, uh, a really terrible division last year, but the Mets have made sure this is not a terrible division in 2022. Well, this was incredible as it always is. He is a Major League Baseball writer for MLB.com and a contributor for MLB Network on Twitter at Castrovince and pick up his book online where books are sold, A Fan's Guide to Baseball Analytics. Go get Anthony Castrovince on Twitter at Castrovince. Castro, thank you so much, man. All right, Mike. Thanks for having me, man. The ML Sports Platter is brought to you by our great friends over at Burn Dairy, Bowers & Company, CPAs, Rosie's Corner, and your State Farm agent, Matt Graham. Go get a free rate quote today from Matt Graham. Auto, home, life, business, and health at SyracuseInsuranceAgent.com. If you're in and around the great state of New York, he can help you out with your insurance plan and also a big tip of the cap thank you to the swan and whitaker families for their support of the platform as well as ken's auto detailing and brian conboy of mass mutual new york state tax efficient retirement planning today with brian hit him up at advisors.massmutual.com on linkedin and facebook as well brian conboy of mass mutual new york state is a proud ML Sports Platter sponsor. I love having Anthony Castrovince on. The guy knows the game inside and out. Again, make sure you go give him a follow. He's a must follow at Castrovince. And of course, uh, we'll try to get him back on here throughout the regular season and eventually postseason as well. I'm Mike Lindsley. Be on the lookout for my ML Sports takes across TikTok, YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and IGTV, Instagram. And you can hit pinstripepassion.com for more of my coverage on the Yankees and Major League Baseball, and follow me on Twitter at Mike L Sports, and keep the download subscriptions and uh, you know five star reviews and all the feedback. Keep it coming for this podcast. The ML Sports Platter available on all the major platforms where you get podcasts on your smartphone device. And as I always tell you, enjoy the games. 
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.